So yesterday I went on Facebook and I've been kind of slowly returning to social media and in my return into the world, you know, um, and in my return, kind of my reconnecting with, uh, with the world these days, I find myself um, participating a little bit more in conversations that I haven't uh, engaged with in a long time. And yesterday I saw a post by a woman that I only know online, virtually. Uh, I only ever met uh, via Zoom and, you know, Facebook interactions. And I happened to find her to be a wonderful, really amazing woman. She works, uh, she helps other people unblock all kinds of things in their lives. Um, I, mean, I, I, I don't know a lot about her work, but I she's wonderful and uh, I know her to be really generous um, yeah, and very very kind uh, is my experience of this person um, and she wrote a post about a certain way that she sees things which I think is a way that kind of um, informs a lot of what she does and how she does it which is that thoughts affect her emotions her thoughts affect her emotions and that's what she wrote give or take uh, i'm paraphrasing and then she said you know to the reader and that's and it's the same for you you know your thoughts affect your emotions and stubborn that i am i had to um participate uh, and offer my opinion i couldn't help myself i waited for a while and then i just kind of <sighs> gravitated back to that post because uh, I actually happen to completely disagree with uh, with the stance because the work that I do is actually the opposite, hmm. where emotions inform thoughts. And I thought after I um, kind of offered my opinion on her post that it would be interesting that I kind of wanted to uh, delve a little bit into that and develop that a little bit more. And so what I did instead of today just talking and kind of babbling on I actually wrote something and I thought that I want to read it I don't go that much into the specifics of the, of the mechanics the relationship between emotions and thoughts but I did kind of write an introduction uh, which I titled the clash between energy work and positive thinking which uh, I felt I wanted to share so today I'm going to read <laughs> I hope you know that I read okay if I miss a word or I skip something or I repeat it Forgive me. Uh, but uh, yeah, and of course, I know uh, that many people don't see things this way at all and kind of, you know, may actually completely disagree. Um, and that's okay. But I really, I just feel, feel very, very strongly about this. And so. And so I wanted to share it anyways, in case uh, there's someone out there for who it resonates and, and, and it makes sense. Because this is actually an opening to uh, form, to a way of working, uh, or of growing, or of self-developing. Um, that for me has happened to be incredibly impactful and strong and uh, important. So here we go. It's called The Clash Between Energy Work and Positive Thinking. What is wrong with positive thinking? Nothing. It makes sense that we would all strive for a mind full of positive thoughts. It sounds so much lighter and healthier than the opposite, right? 
But if it is so logical that we'd all feel better thinking positive thoughts and that everything would be much simpler, then how come we don't just all do that? The issue I have with positive thinking is not the act itself of thinking positive thoughts, but rather the mechanics of it, the where they come from, the how we are taught to think positive thoughts that I often disagree with in a world that is obsessed with the notion of controlling life through our mind. And in my experience, and I speak for myself only, these mechanics have been counterproductive. Remember that time when someone said, hey, just think positive, and you wanted to punch them in the face? Exactly. Why is the how counterproductive? I speak under the premise that the thinking positive is an invitation to believe we control our thoughts and an external guideline on what to think specifically. Firstly, the mind is a mysterious and tricky little fellow. I am not referring to the physical brain, to the gray matter, but to the mind, our funky ability to understand and create language, to reason, to communicate and function cognitively, and of course, to think. We believe that our mind is in our gray matter, in our brain, but do we really know? What a rabbit hole it is to try to figure out what a thought truly is, how it works, what drives it, how many of those we have per minute, how aware we are of them, our thoughts, and how and if we can control them. In times of extreme anxiety, I have found myself waking up in the middle of the night with my mind racing completely out of control. Many people who have come to see me say the same thing. My mind is just racing and I cannot stop it. A fable says there was once a prince who went to see Buddha and said to him, Buddha, I have everything, but now I want to be enlightened. Teach me. Buddha looked at him and replied, Sure. Just go back home to your palace and do everything exactly the same way you do it now. Just one thing, don't think about monkeys. What do you think happened? The next day, the prince returned and said, Buddha, I don't care about being enlightened anymore. Just tell me how to stop thinking about monkeys. I love this story because it portrays with humor how helpless we are the minute we try to control our minds. The self which is the ego, has layers, profoundly anchored and often subtle belief systems and a perception of separation from the rest of the world. The mind has extraordinary defense systems. It will go to great extents to defend and protect the sense of self. As long as it senses any danger to the ego, it will reconfigure itself again and again and again to fight, through thoughts, of course, overt and covert, visible and invisible to us. So for example, when someone believes that they are not good enough, which most of us do to some extent, and they compel themselves to induce by force the thought that they are, in other words, they forcefully tell themselves that they are good enough, basically they are trying to fight their ego, which will find a way to overcome this thought that is perceived as the enemy. Oh boy, but then what do we do? <laughs> Succumb to our old self-destructive ways? An energy worker will say no. This is not an easy answer to provide because energy work takes a lifetime to learn. 
It takes patience, discipline, persistence. It is the more challenging road for sure. But the good news is, from the perspective of the energy work, it is most definitely healing and freeing. In a nutshell, here is the alternative perspective. Our thoughts are the product of our energy. I'm going to say that again. Our thoughts are the product of our energy. When our energy changes, our thoughts change together with it. Emotions play a fundamental role in this dynamic, but I will not get into them today in the spirit of not wanting to confuse you too much. Many claim the opposite, that our thoughts are the ones that affect our energy, that we are in control of our thoughts, and through them we do and undo ourselves. But a human in a difficult, painful, heavy energetic state fosters a struggling mind. I sustain that planting a conscious positive thought in a struggling mind is like trying to introduce a new seed inside a carnivorous flower. It risks being perceived as an unwanted alien. It will be devoured or spit out. When energy work is done with real commitment, a person can then truly begin to have agency over their circumstances. And that's when thoughts become lighter as a result. How the hell is energy work done? Well, again, not an easy answer to give. But in my experience, it begins with the connection to our emotional state, which is a direct manifestation of our energy. Emotions are in our body. They are first and foremost a physical experience. And in this quest, the mind is our ally, as we don't try to force it into thinking anything specific, but just learn to observe it, to see without judgment, without identifying with it, and with a lot of compassion, what it is reflecting. That is how meditation begins. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> so I'm leaving you with that. I hope not to have angered anyone. And if yes, I'm sorry. It was not my intention. Um, but again, this is something that I feel very, very strongly about. And uh, yeah, for anyone compelled to learn more about it, or for anyone who feels that that makes sense somehow and wants to um, do some work, just, you know, feel free to reach out. Bye.